Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, friends, this is Kimball Matthews here. I'm interviewing a lot of great people lately, and one of the great people that I'm interviewing today is going to be Zach Ferris. He's the CEO and founder of a great company out here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it's called Coplex. And this this guy, Zach, he, he's all about it. He's, he, Coplex is a full-service interactive agency, and they help clients succeed online and by creating a lot of digital awards. Zach, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey, no, I really appreciate your time, and I know you're a busy guy. It took us a couple of weeks to get together, um, and I, I see here that you're also a runner as well. What you, You've been running around on marathons lately. That's why it's been so hard to catch up with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just uh, I just finished um, a, a race called the Ragnar Ultra that was last weekend. It was a six-man, 200-mile relay race through the desert of Arizona, so... That was a pretty wow. pretty cool experience. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, you're now doing all this running and, and trying to figure out, you know, and start a community here in Phoenix, could you tell us a little bit about your background and how it all came about with your success now? Because, you know, folks I I, I read some articles in Entrepreneur magazine and I, I saw some of of your information and just want to connect mm-hmm. with you because it seems a little to be that you're one of the up-and-comers here, especially in the Phoenix startup scene. I appreciate that. So, yeah, I actually, um, I grew up in Ohio, and uh, when I was in junior high school, I think I was actually maybe even fifth or sixth grade, I built my first website. Uh, I used to go to the library in town because they had internet there, and I used um, these little website builder tools to make make a website, and uh I've been doing it for for a long, long time, and started um, actually getting some business clients that that called and wanted websites designed and developed. So, um, back in the early days of like junior high school, I used to go hang out at our internet service provider in town and like sit on their their little like demo computer because it had a really fast internet connection. And I used to to, to design and develop sites for some small businesses in town, and uh, sort of kept doing that for for a few years and went off to, to college in Ohio and uh, a little tiny farm town. I went to a school called Ohio Northern University for engineering and uh, had the opportunity to get a work-study job to work on some of their website stuff as well. Um, and I was doing a few sites for businesses from the comfort of my dorm, which was pretty awesome, <laughs> and uh, ended up sort of weaseling into, uh, into the uh, university website system and um, actually worked out this really awesome deal where I could get paid twelve fifty an hour as a student, which was pretty amazing, um, and, and, and help them redesign and develop their whole site um, on, at the time it was Drupal, um, which is actually a content management system that we're still developing on today many, many years later, but um, had the opportunity to get, you know, a nice twelve fifty an hour job and decided to, like, continue my lease through the summer and 
um, they called me into the office and I said, I'm with the director of communications and marketing and uh, Carol pulled me aside and she's like, Zach, we, we're sorry, but we can't pay you twelve fifty an hour now. We can only pay you like six. And I was like, oh, shit. Like I just, I just committed to a lease and did all, you know, got everything ready and now what am I going to do? And she's like, well, why don't you start a business? Um, and I had no idea. I was like, what, what do you mean start a business? That sounds complicated. How, what, what do I do? And she's like, no, 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 it's not complicated at all. Um, and she introduced me to the the newly hired director of entrepreneurship at Ohio Northern University who helped me sort of formalize it and start start the business. Um, so I brought Ohio Northern on as my first big client and brought in all my uh, little clients from back in hometown Ohio. Um, I brought them in as well under the umbrella and started a little kind of web design, web development shop. It was called Bounce Fire at the time. Um, so we did that and turned that into a, um, about a 12-man shop by the time I graduated college and had the opportunity to participate in something called the Global Student Entrepreneur Awards. Uh, it was one of the entrepreneurs' organization, one of the EO programs. And uh, I got to pitch the business. And one of the final round judges ended up kind of getting down to like the final, I think it was the final 33 uh, top student entrepreneurs in the world. Uh, and there were only, I think, three or four people from the United States there, and I was one of them. And uh, the final round judge actually, um, you know, we were really small. There were, this is a, an incredibly humbling experience. There were companies there doing literally like $250 million in revenue that were run by college students, undergrad college students from all, all around the world. It was incredible. Uh, so I had a tiny little company, uh, relatively speaking, and um, but one of the one of the final round judges from that competition was really interested in our business and our model and our team, and uh, and acquired Bouncefire back in 2011, um, like right before I graduated college, actually, um, and that was sort of what what got me out to Phoenix. So been hanging out here for about four years, um, a little over four years now, and um, I've gotten to. Um, really know the, the entrepreneurial ecosystem here. And um, after that first acquisition, we actually decided to, to kind of part ways. I was with the acquiring company for about nine months, decided to part ways, look for some other opportunities. And that's actually when I met my business partner, um, Ilya Posen, who was running um, at the time, it was called Cyplex. And we, uh, we partnered up and started working together, and he pretty much brought my whole team on board. And... Uh, we started a little Phoenix shop um, from the LA-based Cyplex company, and then fast forward a couple of years, we decided to kind of rebrand and reposition ourselves and, and focus more on kind of the startup businesses and software as a service companies and web and mobile apps and um, and kind of mid-market innovative like e-commerce companies and that that sort of thing. So we kind of reshaped and reinvented the company and um, kind of plugged into the the Phoenix network and trying to really get involved and it's it's been really interesting kind of just watching the whole ecosystem develop here. It's pretty young but there's a lot of things that are happening right now that are just like really awesome. It seems like it's coming together. Wow. Well well with all those things going on, especially here in Phoenix and you know, you've seen different been in different states, what is one thing that really excites you right now? What one trend that you see right now that's pretty exciting on on the horizon? You know, I think it's the fact that there is a trend that's that's so exciting. It's kind of like, um, you know, four years ago when I moved here, it was it, I, I almost left um, because there, it just it, it seemed very 
futile and disconnected, um, and it seemed like the cities just didn't want to play well with each other, and everything, you know, the academia was so far disconnected from manufacturing, which was so far disconnected from banking, which was so far disconnected from the tech companies and the startups, and everything was very just fragmented. Um, and I heard people always using the excuse about this, you know, Phoenix sprawl and all this stuff. Well, I grew up in, you know, I started my business in Columbus, Ohio, and it's in the middle of the farm, <laughs> in the middle of farms and cornfields, and we had a, a pretty big sprawl looking from, like, you know, the southeast metropolitan area all the way to Marysville, but everyone was really connected as a metropolitan, and it was, you know, an 80-mile, you know, point-to-point metropolitan. So I, I saw that as an excuse, and... um and honestly, just over the past couple of years, I feel like things are really starting to come together, and there's a lot of key players that are coming into the ecosystem um, and support coming from people in commercial real estate and banking, and you know, Silicon Valley Bank is in town now, and they're getting involved, and there's just a lot of the, you know, even ASU is starting to get a lot more involved in things, and um, GPAC and a lot of the economic development initiatives, ACA, uh, there's a lot of really cool things happening, and people are trying to talk and intertwine and I feel like we're like right in the middle of a wave and it's it's super exciting to be like to feel like we're really a part of a movement just a part of something bigger that's happening so that's that's what's really really exciting about it right now most definitely and while this wave is going on what kind of strategy that has helped your business grow um that's a good question so I think it's been interesting because um, I, I got sort of plugged into this, you know, the, the development of the ecosystem here as is almost more of a personal interest, uh, more so than than it being kind of a business marketing play. Um, but what we're starting to ha- what we're starting to notice is just by you know getting involved and connecting people and um, trying to help the businesses here succeed and men- you know mentoring and trying to help people find funding in the valley and like doing all of these little things, it's starting to like get our name on the map. And we're starting to, to grow our business just by, you know, getting involved and in, in, in creating a brand in the local market. So that's been huge. And then um as you mentioned, kind of the I've been writing had I've had the opportunity to write for Entrepreneur for about a year now. And um and Ilya, my partner, writes for Forbes and Inc. Um, and a few other really high-traffic online publications. And um, this whole concept of, like, thought leadership marketing, um, both kind of in the Phoenix metropolitan and, and even beyond, has been really successful. It has been, like, a really successful play for, for growing the biz. And, and it also kind of contributes to that that community and, and, and startup ecosystem growth as well. So it's been fun. Perfect. And while you're you're doing all this writing and running around doing marathons and all that, what does how's your has your business really grown uh, this past year? What have you seen with growth and 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 new clients and you're targeting that mid tier that mid business market? So what what does that look like for your business? So the the last couple of years we've really been reinventing the company. I think we we're for for a while um, the company was hyper-focused on top-line growth. And what we found is that that can be a really dangerous play, being kind of in a in, a, in an agency, that, in a service company that scales by adding people. Um, so we actually, over the past couple of years, have been more focused on just getting the right brand and culture and product market and sort of product, you know, kind of product service package and product market fit and 
we've really been trying to get ourselves figured out and get the profit margins and, and everything else in place. Um, and this year is actually the first year we've got um, some some semi-aggressive growth goals. Um, but at the end of the day, we're you know we're we we've realized over the past few years that focusing on you know predictable, repeatable growth um, and and you know a real focus on the hyper focus on the bottom line over the top line is really kind of where we need to live to deliver on what we're trying to do as a as a company and a brand. Perfect. And as agencies, because that's kind of space that you live in, and mm -hmm. people are talent is very like tight. Probably, how do you find talent for your company? Yeah, it's it's uh, that's the constant struggle. And in fact, I think it's it's been a big reason why there's been a lot of opportunity created in this market lately. Because there's so many companies out there looking for, you know, technical co-founders and you know, high, just really, really well-experienced technical talent. And uh, these companies don't really know how to create a culture um, and an environment for those those individuals to succeed. Um, so what we're doing is we're trying to come in and, and, and house that, that talent and then provide um, sort of through kind of the, the agency, we do kind of like a team augmentation model, but via that team aug model, we're able to provide on-demand access to talent for growing startups and mid-market companies. So um, that being said, we've really had to focus on, you know, building an amazing culture um, and, and building something that, you know, these, these developers and top-notch designers want to be a part of. Um, so that's been kind of the, the number one focus is just getting getting the right culture and the right the right environment and, and really kind of help help them help them kind of grow and learn and we do a lot of, you know, we, we host and send a, a lot of our guys to, you know, different industry conferences and and events and doing things like Startup Week in Phoenix and getting involved in Startup Week and that user experience meetups and um, GitHub pages meetups and Drupal meetups and WordPress meetups and um, just kind of plugging into that environment helps. And then... Um, We've also done a lot of, on kind of the recruiting side of things, we've, we've done a lot of recruiting from the Midwest. Uh, we've got a lot of connections there, um, being that's kind of where a lot of us are from. So we're, we're kind of finding a way to harvest talent from the Midwest and pull them out here where it's a little bit harder to find talent. Um, but yeah, that's, it's definitely the, the constant struggle to find the right team members and the right culture fits. So it sounds like one of your recruiting strategy is to do a lot of advertisements in newspapers in the Midwest in the wintertime when you have three foot of snow and then talk about <laughs> Phoenix. Is that what you do? Yeah, we we start harassing people on LinkedIn um, after each snowstorm and try to pull out the, the best engineers we can find. There you go. Yeah, with, with a nice picture of you in the hot tub and all that kind of stuff. Like, yep. I wish you were here. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, with with all this experience that you have now in connecting with a lot of people and then being really involved in the ecosystem, what are some of the things that you would tell people to avoid doing, like don't do this type of things? So do you have any kind of suggestions for the listeners? In terms of, like, business development efforts? Yeah, exactly. Is it? Um. <clears throat> It, it's kind of been it was, it's, it's something that my my sales my sales coach taught me a long long time ago, 
um, when I first started learning about VisitDev because when I started my little agency in Ohio and started kind of going to Columbus and trying to find opportunities um, and leads, I, I sort of got thrown into this whole, you know, start networking and shaking hands and meeting people and then use that to close business. And I remember my sales mentor told me something one time. He's like, um, when you when you go to these events, you you really you kind of have to take your salesman hat off. Um, and he said, what you really need to do, you make the goal of that event to create real relationships and learn what people's problems and pains are, and use whatever tools and knowledge and and and, and you know you know rolodex that you have to try to help them solve their problems. Um, and then naturally, then they're going to come to you and, and trust you. And and trust is such a critical component of hiring, you know, someone to do services for you on an hourly model. Uh, that trust needs to be there. So he kind of taught me to go in not looking for what they can do for you, but look and go to these events and look at what you can do for other people. And I think that's probably the biggest underlying principle to uh, to good business development, uh, even still today. Perfect. And I know you're a busy person, but I just have one more question for you that I ask everybody. Now, are you ready for this question? I think so. <laughs> All right. I'll well, brace if, myself. Brace yourself now. If you had if you had to go into the hot tub time machine and go back to your younger self, what would you tell your younger self? Uh, that is a good question. Um the bad things are never as bad as you think they're going to be in retrospect. So I think I've, I've been through some experiences that, that felt like the end of the world, um, you know, in situations with, you know, in, sell, in selling businesses and situations with having to fire my best friend and situations with um, having to lose a, a huge account or client and lawsuits and all of these crazy things that, people in their 20s typically don't get to experience, um, I, I've i really kind of been, you know, looking back at those events that I was so worried about, uh, not only am I, like, not, not only should I have not been worried about them, but, like, the learning lessons and the experiences that I got from those sort of downturns far outweigh the actual, you know, the the actual negative consequences of them. So I think that, that and that's been kind of a, a real motivator when when times get tough. Perfect. Well, Zach, I really appreciate your time on on the call today. I really thank you for connecting. Um, you're a really great guy. Um, how could folks connect with you and your company? Uh, so I'm pretty easy pretty easy to get a hold of. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, my name's Zach Ferris, um, or you can drop me an email. It's Zach with an H, so Z A C H at Coplex, C-O-P-L-E-X dot com. Perfect. Well, folks, as I always talk about, this is the greatest opportunity um, in the world right now. This is the best time to start a business. It's the best time to connect with great businesses like Zach because those people who are making things happen are the ones who are out the forefront. So take this time in your life and start moving forward and doing some great things in this greatest nation on God's earth. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.